This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Back at it, hour two on the block here on your Wednesday. Thanks for dialing us up at 93.7 The Ticket on your radio dial. You can also visit the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Drop us a line there or on the Starter Heyman text line 402-464-5685. I'm Austin Norman, joined by the two smart guys here, Eric Strickland and Kenny Wilhite. On tap this hour, we're talking Nebraska football recruiting, and we'll also hear from Evan Bland before we cross it over with DP and Jay. As always, on the block, brought to you by Mary Ellen's. Let Charles and his crew fix you a plate. Apparently, that's where Strick's going after the show. So, Strick, stay with us for another 52 minutes. Mary Ellen's will be waiting for you. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you lock it in I for another hour? I can hold on. I can hold on. Catfish, mac and cheese. I'm going straight in, too. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> Charles, I'm on my way, baby. Be on the lookout. Stricky is on the way. I'm coming. Meet me out there, everybody, if you want to. You know, again, 27th and Pine Lake, right there, man, on the corner. Mary Ellen's food for the so. Yeah, I'll be there. Quickly before we dive into uh, the recruiting uh, for Nebraska football, Nebraska basketball does take on Northwestern tonight, 6 o'clock tip. I'll be there, too. Catch trick there. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be in the building. I'm really interested to see how they're going to, you know, navigate this space, what type of energy Northwestern is going to be able to give. Um, hopefully they can compete and shore up some of these areas of deficiencies that they've actually had, and we'll, we'll see. What's Nebraska's best chance to win tonight, and what concerns you the most? Pace has got to change. They've got, they've got to get easier baskets. Um, they can't continue to just rely on, you know, their, their half court and – you know, even now with, with guys with – you've got guys that are athletic. You've got Jamarcus. You've got Denim. You've got some athleticism that you need to get into the open court a little bit more to allow them to have easier opportunities because they're not going to get that in the half court with those guys. 65, 66, the magic number? You need to hit 70. I mean, I mean you've got to get in the mid-60s, at minimum, and play tremendous defense. Um, if, you pay, if you give pace a play, you might get – a few more easier opportunities. If you make free throws, you can get into the 70s. Then you give yourself a great chance to win tonight. You'll hear uh, post. You'll be on post game. Post game tonight. Yep. Me and Carter will be there. Uh, Boxster will be out today. Carter will be there. Nick Sainard will call in. So yeah, we'll have a good post game tonight after the game. Yep. So stay tuned for that after the game. Right after uh, old school, we'll have teammates mentoring hours. So no reason to change the dial from 93.7 the ticket. We turn our attention now to Nebraska football recruiting. Kenny, you've been at the forefront of this. You've seen it. For those who don't know, what was it you did in recruiting? What was your experience? How, what was your role in the program? Well, the actual title was Director of High School Relations, um, okay. um, in-state walk-on recruiting. So what I did was I evaluated a lot of kids in-state. If you're the DB coach or the receivers coach, I had the top four guys I thought could help us. Handed you the top four, you evaluated, and you said these are the two you want. So those are the two I actively recruited to the university. Once they got there, I helped them get, you know, get it checked in in the school and everything, make sure everything they, they needed they got. So that was my role. Then when we had official visits, I also hosted the official visitors. Get them to okay. meals, get them to meetings, 
and, and so forth. It's long, 48 <laughs> hours, you know, hosting and a lot of eating. So, I mean, so like, that's why you stayed in the racquetball and you hit the gym. And I, see, I always see you in the morning. You be hitting a lot it. of eating, a lot of food. So I try to skip to at least two meals a day. Yeah. One Woo. of the meals is fruit, maybe in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe a small, small portion at lunch and then a nice dinner or vice versa. Right, right. So, yeah, this long 48 hours. Walk us through those 48 hours. So, kid, you know, gets into town. He's with you the next day. What are those 48 hours like? Go, 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 it sounds like. It's go, go, go. I mean, you have a set itinerary for them. Um, some kids get in on Thursday and leave Sunday morning. So mm-hmm. Thursday evening when you go get them from the, ho- from the airport, you put them in a hotel. You can't do anything with them or their, t- or their clock starts. Uh, so you go get them Thursday night, get them food, get them in the hotel. Then you pick them up Friday morning. Friday morning is breakfast. Then you get them over to the university, meet all the coaches, give them a, a pre a dry run of, 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 of the second floor where, where you have the players' lounge, team meeting room. You take them over to the end door. Then their meeting starts, whether it be uh, training room, life skills, uh, academics. Um, who, uh, My guy's out. still over there, LeBlanc and, and the Den- crew. Dennis, Keith. Keith. They, oh, those are our guys. Our we've guys, been around yeah. there for a long time. Yeah, they've yeah, been yeah, there yeah. a long time. So they have all those meetings set in the morning. Then now you have to do this photo shoot. Ah, that's ah. where you. That's where they get all the oh my God. get all dressed up. Oh, I <laughs> was wondering the how they did that. If yeah. you're not seeing the look on Kenny's face right now, get oh, to yeah. the stream. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, the photo shoot. You know, you try to get that over with early, and then you, you show them all the gear. Equipment guy shows them all the gear that they'll get, and then um, go to lunch. Lunch after lunch, you give them some downtime, and then you bring them back over later on the afternoon. May have a couple more meetings, like Dave Ellis used to do the the mm-hmm. Dexa and all that stuff with them. So we can get a potential how much they can get to body wise and what do they say when they see the like the weight room in some of the facilities? What are some of the things that they the, the I mean, thing, because now a lot of teams have kind of caught up to us. We used to be on the cutting edge of that, but now we've you know the thing about that is everybody's caught up. Everybody's caught everybody up. Everybody has mm-hmm. bells and whistles. Yeah. You know, so you know, we have really good facilities. I mean, I think I think the North Stadium is only 11 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're getting that. They're getting that new. So I know they're building something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. building the new. uh, What's that going to look like? Oh. Oh, next level. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward to it. But here's the thing. That that was a recruiting tool. Now with with NIL, you don't need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, if you had the NIL deal, you really didn't need that new facility because you have a nice facility. But I think the team meeting room is not big enough. The players' lounge can be an upgrade. And then if you're holding – 125, 135 guys on your roster. You need a bigger, bigger locker room, For sure. a bigger team meeting room. So For sure. that new facility is going to be, be phenomenal. Be phenomenal. So, but then that's Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you have breakfast, you have a lunch, and then you have a dinner Saturday night. Then you get, turn them over to their to host, the players. To the players. Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm-hmm. get, nowadays you got to give them a curfew. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nowadays you got to give them a curfew. That part. I mean, Coach Osborne used to say nothing good happens after midnight. Facts. So we give them a curfew. We, I was always at home in curfew. No, we ain't gonna, we, nope. Uh, so, and you assign somebody to make sure each recruit is in the hotel safely at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So one of the other recruiting guys will sit there and check them all in and have meal for them to take up to the room. Sunday morning, you have breakfast with them. Then you're getting them out of there because their 48 hours is over. Yeah, it's so, over with. So, so, so they have a meal ready for them, right? Mary Ellen's just tapped into the stream. Facebook. Mary Ellen said they got a plate ready for Streaky. It's my recruiting visit. I'm going to Mary Ellen's on my recruiting visit. Thank you, Mary Ellen's. I'll be there real soon, baby. Just hold it down for me. Keep it warm. Okay, let's go. 
Yeah, so Sunday, usually have everybody out of there by 1 o'clock. Oh, okay. Everybody's going by 1 So for you, is there is it just a constant, or is it is there any downtime for you to just kind of sit in the car and lay back and get you a little two or 30 minute or something or anything for you? Because that's, that's a tough 48 hours. The only like, thing I y'all? tried to do was when they went to the hotel for their downtime, i go get a quick swim in. Okay. Quick swim or steam in. Nice. You know, to, yeah. refer, to refresh. Yeah. Or if I didn't have, if I had a 30-minute window, I'll go take a shower to refresh. Got try you. Try to wake up. Other than that, you're on the go. Yeah, I, I, I would say that that is of interest to me. And and is this something that they do on the basketball side? Pretty much. Is there any other outside of that? Because I think that's something that's missing. I, I you know, I, I know that you have on, on court, you know, guys that deal with the on-court situation. You have your development guy on the basketball. Then you have one of your guys that's pretty much your strictly recruiting, and usually he's on the road quite a bit. But I don't know if they have anybody on the basketball side that handles in-state, just literally hitting the state and finding the gyms that are out there. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. I, I think it's just basketball. You just go find them. Just go get it. Huh? You, know, you know, I mean. Yeah, it's changed. The, the COVID really changed the landscape on how you're able to get out there a little bit. Um, I think I think in basketball that makes it a little bit different is we used to take a machine gun approach, meaning you go into these gyms, you sit for hours, and you spray a machine gun hoping that you hit somebody, mm-hmm. right? And then you have your John ja Morants and stuff that are in the back back of the gym on, on court nine that you don't get to because you're watching everybody and their mama's got their eye on uh, Zion Williamson. They on that court. You know, maybe you can catch a, you know, a, a little stray that no no one, but everybody's watching that. And it's tough to put eyes on everybody. So how do you go about streamlining your process? Um, is it is it word of mouth? Is it talking to, you know, having great relationships with coaches. What is it to kind of streamline your process so that you're not just freaking all over the, you know, all over the place and spraying your machine gun? Well, it's relationships you establish with the in-state coaches, um, former players that are still locally. You know, you have Steve Warren with his academy. Mm. He'll call you, Mm. you know, like mostly former players. Yeah. You know, you need to watch this kid. You need to watch this kid. This kid will be the best kid in this class. So you watch him. And then you try to get them on campus so you can get them on campus as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Get eyeballs on them. That's what sold me. Terrence Badgett. Terrence Badgett was probably the reason I, I was locked on Nebraska. Yeah. So, so getting them on campus getting, is important. Getting them on campus early mm-hmm. is important. Um, and then tracking them throughout their, their, their careers. Again, by the time they're seniors or they're juniors, you'll know if they could possibly are be you a walk-on or be a scholarship. Are you a seven-on-seven hunter? No. Okay, why? Because they ain't hitting nobody in seven. Ah, interesting. See, these are just things I think about while I'm just kind of sitting at home. I, How you know? So this is interesting for me. The, so I know our listeners are definitely the uh, thing I like to that. watch is if a kid can play basketball. Ooh, you watch a kid move. Good feet. Good feet. Good hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye. Mm-hmm. You know, quickness. Yeah. Can get off the floor. Yeah. You know, there's a couple kids in state that I watch their basketball film. I'm like, holy. Sh- Dumper. No, we didn't do it. But you know, we held on good. You know, can get off the floor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Easily. You know. Yeah. Austin Allen, for example. Mm -hmm. I watched his basketball film, and I'm like, this kid can help us. Now he was a skinny kid. He was a basketball player. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but you know, coming from Aurora, I said this kid can help us. His work ethic in the weight room, you know, his body of work 
So you're looking at tangibles too yes. that most people, you know, everybody's just looking at just the basic tangibles, but you're looking at those, those, those subtle intricacies of yes. a player. Because when I was here, you could take our football team and go to the basketball to facts and, 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 and compete. compete. Yeah. Like Eric Warfield and guys like that. Yeah. And you Me, and Baron, Miles, Baron and Dwayne Jay Harris, Reese, John Reese. Yeah. You know, we, we would go play basketball yeah. every day. Yeah. T.O. used to tell us no basketball. Yeah, real nah, talk. We, we're over there every day. We was in the Coliseum back in those Coliseum, days. Coliseum, you know, yeah, yeah, the rec yeah. center. So, rec center. Yeah. yeah, so I looked at their basketball film, and then I want to see toughness. That's why I never turn on a 7-on-7 seven -seven film. Mm, that's good. I want to see toughness. If, if you're a DB, are you going to stick your nose in there? Yeah. You know, if you're a running back, are you going to put your foot in the ground and get vertical? Are you going to run north and south, not east and west? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're a wide receiver – can you make somebody miss or hit, get hit and then bounce off and keep going? Get them uh, them rack yards. If you're a defensive lineman, are you are you willing to get dirty? Mm -hmm. If you're no lineman, are you putting somebody on their back? Yeah, are you able to get into a gap and leverage and get through that get, thing get through that. with with extra effort? I, I love that. Um, tell us real quick. I, I just have a quick question about the running backs, AJ Allen and and um, Grant. Which one to you, uh, as you watch and observe, this isn't no, you know, saying that, mm -hmm. but which one to you kind of had that, that it factor when you, when, you, when you put your eyes on them? They both have the it They're, factor. Mm. They both have the it factor. Mm -hmm. I think Grant is a physical, physical runner. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about physical. He has, you know, shiftiness. shiftiness. Mm -hmm. he, he can make somebody miss in the phone booth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he can also put his... Mm -hmm. You know, put mm -hmm. his shoulders down and, and run through somebody. Mm -hmm. AJ is shifty, shifty. He can make somebody miss in the phone booth, but he ain't big enough yet to put his shoulder pads in somebody. Right, right. He seems to me to be able to quickly yes. get through a, a, a you know a short little you know quick quick a little opening, opening and he can get through he can that. Get thing. through that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they I both, hate that he got injured too. Me too. He, yeah, he was coming on. He was coming and on. Hopefully uh, he's recovering well from his injury and he'll be ready to go in spring ball. Yeah. You mentioned the role former players played in you know, reaching out to you to say, hey, look at this kid. Who are the ones you trust the most with that? Who gave you like the most good leads, the good tips? Well, you have Damon, of course. Sure. Cluster, Steve Warren, Matt Verzal. Matt Verzal called me the kid at Gretna, the quarterback, he called me his freshman year. I couldn't believe he said he, he said, Kenny, this is going to be the top kid in the class of 23. I went right to who I needed to go mm -hmm. to. Hey, let's get this kid on campus. Let's do this. Let's do that. I couldn't believe it. That was one I I just but – I was hoping Rule could have got to in, in enough time to maybe get it. But, gosh, darn it, that's the one I hated that we missed. Yeah. Quick quick question for you before we get out of here. We got, we got um, Evan Bland that's going to be joining us on, on the block after this. But, Kenny, on the text line, Kelsey, Mississippi Mud, one of our favorite listeners as well, on the Soder Heyman text line says, Kenny, could Mac Owens have helped the Huskers within two years if he hadn't went to South Dakota? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I, I think that's that's been a struggle. It's going to be a struggle now for, for you trying to get walk-on kids because you, now you have South Dakota, South Dakota State. Yeah. North Dakota State. They going trying to win championships. Wyoming. Come on. Right? Yeah. Ohio U. Kansas K State, State even. Po Come on. KU. Mm -hmm. K-State has guys with Nebraska ties. Yeah. KU has guys with Nebraska ties. So they know. 
you know, they're they're finding those those diamond in the roughs, and mm-hmm. they're giving them scholarships. So that's where they're gonna go. And yeah. if, if I'm a parent, and I got a scholarship offer to K State, come on somebody, KU, we on the way, baby. NIL down too. We on the way, baby. We might touch a little something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now that's gonna be that's, that's that's been a tough the last three years for me. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Austin, you got anything else, real quick? Because we uh, oh, we I got, got all Blaine. sorts of questions, but drop one more on him before we get to Evan Blaine. So when you look at these guys coming up from high schools, especially the walk-ons, like you said, your you know area of focus. What percentage of their success was you know physical, what they are, what they can be, versus you know that Nebraska tough mental? They have what it takes upstairs to succeed in college. Well, a lot of them have it. A lot of them have it. You know, the the thing I love about the walk-ons is they want to be there. Yeah. They, that's the foundation that we've been missing. That's the foundation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that until I'm, I'm gone. The foundation of University of Nebraska is built on walk-ons. Yeah. Or kids in the surroundings. Yeah. Because, one, they know this place. Mm-hmm. They ain't worried about the weather. They, they're hard-working <laughs> kids. Yeah. Right? So when they get on campus. They got chips on their shoulders. They got chips on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get on campus, they, they – Dive right into the weight room. Mm-hmm. Right into the because they know what it's going to take. They know what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. They work their butts off. I've watched those kids sweat, and you know, half of them get to play, half of them don't. But the mm-hmm. half that the half that doesn't get to play, they still working hard because they want to play. Isn't Gifford one of those guys? Gifford was a he was a walk on. Yeah, Luke Reimer was a walk. Luke Reimer. But I told Luke Reimer's mom, never forget. I said, listen. I said, I said, he'll be on scholarship before the end of his freshman year. Exactly what I told him. Wow. I said, he's going to be on scholarship before his friends. That's inside. You only get this type of stuff on the block. Kenny Wilhite dropping it like it's hot on the block. But we got to get to Evan Bland. Unfortunately, man, we could go all day because this is some good stuff. I mean, my mind was just ooh, raging with information to I wanted to ask of you. But, hey, we got to get to Evan Bland. Evan Bland's going to come back. Maybe we can drop some of this stuff on him as well. Uh, tap back in. But 93.7 The Ticket, you are listening to On the Block. We've got to take a quick break, and Evan Bland will be with us on the block after these messages. We'll be right back. <laughs> 